We need to punch this government in the face. Broadcasting from Essex, it is the 7th of December and you're listening to Salonomics. The Bitcoin price is currently $49,275. One dollar will set you back 2,040 Satoshis. I'm your host Aaron Dawn and joining me once again from North London is my hair, Matt Hancock. Joe Mehmet. What, you said I'm, ha- I'm you're telling, you're telling the whole world that I'm having an affair? Is that what you're saying? I'm having an no, effect. No, 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 no. So, Matt Hancock. Why do, why do these I people... I wasn't there. It wasn't me. Why are these people that have committed crimes against humanity, people such as Matt Hancock, allowed back on the TV? You know, I had this rant uh, a few months ago when all of a sudden Tony Blair was everywhere on the TV telling everyone to mask up and to get jabbed and, you know, to be compliant. You know, one of the biggest killers of the 21st century, uh, Tony Blair, still gets airtime. And I I just, like I say, I just, I don't understand. It's a gang, that's why. It's a gang. They're they're all one big gang, mate. You know, like, it's a club yeah. and you're not in it. Exactly. Right? You know, they saw like, look, yeah, look, let's look at Gary Lineker. He's on BBC, mm. he's on BT, now he's going to do it. You know, he's a Qatar promoting the World Cup. You know, look at Beckham. You know, he's in America. He's doing, they, they all do the same thing. You know, do, do you know what I mean? They're all in the same mm. club, all making their little bit of money, all being supported by each other, all being propped up by each other. Oh, you're wonderful. Oh, you're fantastic. Oh, you fa- you're brilliant. Oh, I love what you're doing. It's the same thing, mate. It's the same thing. I mean, I was I was, I was watching TV the other day, right? And, um, mm. you know, what's on BBC? Strictly Come Dancing, yeah? Not that I ever watch it, but I know that people mm. talk about it, so I know it's on. And guess what they're advertising on ITV? Um... Well, at the same time. Well, well, not at the same time, right? But they're, they're actually advertising Strictly Come Dancing on tour. <laughs> you you right. know what I mean? So BBC, ITV is doing the work for BBC, basically speaking. You, you know what I mean? So It's a circular economy, mate. You know, exactly. those in the media have to stick together, right, I suppose, right. right? Exactly. Because... Because they're on their way out. Let's well, face no, it, they, they technology need to, is disrupting them. They, they, they're so insignificant as people that they need to be, uh, they need their profile right, to be always in, in our face. Otherwise, I mean, who gives it? You know, if you saw Gary Licker down it, walking down the road, right? Would you say hello to him? Yeah, I think I so. So fucking what? I would say, hey, Gary. Give, give us a crisp. Yeah, exactly. You know, you take the piss, but I'm, I'm, I want to go to home. How you doing? I mean, I'll see Charlie George. How you doing, mate? You're all right. How's your knees? Yeah, I have a chat with him. Yeah, or you know, sort of mm. Tony Adams, whatever. But Gary can know. David Becker, I, I wouldn't. You know, if he got run over tomorrow, I wouldn't give a toss. But personally speaking. So yeah, very harsh. <laughs> <I know. laughs> Sir David Beckham to you. Yeah, right. Sir, exactly. As I'm going to call him, Sir David Beckham. You imagine, you imagine if something tragic happened to David Beckham, mate. There would be a, there would be so much, so many tears shed, you know, around the globe. It'll be, it'll be like North Korean level propaganda when uh, Kim Jong Il uh, passed away. Did you yeah. see that? Did you see that propaganda where like there was everyone was in hysterics, you know, crying because the supreme leader had uh, passed away. <laughs> I think sim. I think a similar thing would happen. You know, I, I mean, look, I wasn't born when Elvis died, but you know, David Beckham's probably got to have the similar kind of stardust, right? Do you think? I, As, I remember uh, when Elvis Presley died. Actually, I was on a blind date. Yeah, really? It, 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 Go on, tell uh, me more. It was. It was. It was the one only time what I would been on a blind date. I swear to God, this is gospel true. Was she blind? <laughs> I was. I, I, my friend, right, Pants, you, you met Pants, haven't you? Uh, yeah, I know Pants. Yeah, you met her, right? I mean, he had a girlfriend called Sophie. Right. And she was really attractive, right? And um, and I'm, I'm going back, I'm going, I was about 17 years old, 18 years old. Yeah, I was about 18 years old. I just started my apprenticeship in, in 76. And... Um, 76, 77. I think every, every president died in 77, I think. I mean, uh, let, let me sort of like um, 
I could Google that actually in a sec. Anyway, so seventy-seven, he died. Yeah, yeah. So I was nineteen. Hence why I'm named after him. (laughs) Is that right? Aaron Elvis Presley? No, Aaron. Aaron. Yeah. It was Elvis Aaron Presley. Yeah. And um, anyway, he he had his girlfriend. I lucked out there when you think about it. Yeah, could have been cool. You you, you still got you got to hit though. And Pat's came up to her because he's he's got his 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 girlfriend's got a friend. And um, you know, it's all like she 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 always has to sort of like get together. And I oh. thought Sophie being a really attractive girl, right? Thinking her friend would be really attractive. You know what I mean? So I agreed with it. You know what I mean? So mm. we we agreed to meet them at Tottenham Court Tottenham Court Road um, Truth Station. So we get a tree, We go to Tottenham Court Road Truth Station, and um, and there's Sophie and her friend. And I said to Pants, "Fucking hell, mate." I mean, I'm, I may be desperate, but I'm not that desperate. I said to him, right? I said, I don't, I don't want to go. He goes, no, Joe, you've got to go. You've got to come with me. He said, you've got to come with me. I'll pay, I'll pay for everything. I said, you pay for the drinks, you pay for dinner, you pay for everything, mate. Because there's no way. I'm gonna... And this is, I'm look, I saw this girl about 30 yards in front of me, right? I knew there weren't going to be anything happening that, uh, in, in, in terms of relationship. Anyway, so, you know, we introduced ourselves. But we got to this club and... I'm really not enjoying myself because I really didn't want to be sitting next to this girl, right? And then the DJ has announced, right, that um, the tragic news that Elvis Presley just died. Really? Wow. And that was my cue to go home. Because not that I was a, uh, a great Elvis Presley fan, right? <laughs> but you used I, it yeah, anyway. That I was so upset. You're such an opportunist, <laughs> exactly. Joe Mehmet. <laughs> so thank you very much, Elvis. You know? Poor girl. Poor girl. I know. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna play yeah, this, the world's this smallest, smallest violin. violin. Exactly. <laughs> I'm really sad yeah, for her, but you know, hey, you missed the opportunity to get me too. So, um, <laughs> you know, you you managed to divert yourself from a prehistoric, you know, rape rape Whoa, case. Can you imagine? Yeah, mate. God Almighty. I'm yeah. I yeah. Mean, I'd, yeah. Anyway, yeah. so the reason why um, I mentioned Matt Hancock today because he is on Twitter. He's trending today because he was invited on uh, GMTV this morning, or Good Morning Britain, as it's now called. And the tweet says, "You lost your job because of breaking the rules. So do you not think that if anybody has broken the rules, that they should lose their jobs too?" That was the question put to Matt Hancock, and Matt Hancock, classic political. MP speech sits right on the fence. Well, he says, we just don't know what happened and if the alleged Christmas party on Downing Street happened. Now, yeah, so, you know, boys club, isn't it? What I find interesting about this tweet, though, and I'll I'll, I'll retweet it on the Salonomics Telegram channel so you can have a look at it very easily, is Good Morning Britain have a huge following on social media, on Twitter especially. They put a poll up, which is quite interesting. This poll says, um, good morning, Britain. With Omicron cases doubling every two days, is it time to make vaccines mandatory? Guess what the result of that post, that poll was, 75% saying yes. And 25% saying no. You couldn't be further wrong. 89%, and this was a poll of 45,000 people, 89% said no, vaccines shouldn't be mandatory. And of course, vaccines shouldn't be mandatory, Joe Mehmet, because that's um, fascism. You can't man, man, uh, you can't mandate vaccine passports and, and expect yourself to be considered liberal and um, on the side of humanity. So yeah, it was an 89% no, 11%. But I wouldn't yes. go with survey. But Good say. Morning Britain took the poll down. Yeah, took the poll. Because they don't want the narrative of people are not on the side of the media when it comes to all this. This guy. Oh, look, I, I, I don't believe in surveys anyway, right? But you, you, you know, yes, and and. Well, not not you, yeah, Gov One. Yeah. That's for sure. You know, and all, all these yeah, people will say completely opposite what they feel. But the 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 worried aspect is right. You know, regardless of what people saw feel and, and how they, they genuinely saw like are worried 
the, 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 the narrative coming from Ireland and Europe, right, is that there, there's going to be a lockdown for non-vaccinations. You, you know, I, mean, I was talking to, um, to a friend of mine yesterday in Southern Ireland, and uh, mm. she, she, was going to, um, she was going to the gym, right? But yeah, but it, but she's she's had a booster. We were talking about the booster jab because I had my booster jab this uh, on Saturday, which I I'm only just really recovering myself from. And um, what's that? Why are you recovering? Well, it, it, the side effects was 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 um, well. I mean, it really knocked me for six. I really. Had. Well, so this was your third jab you've had in how many months? Well, in space of what a year. I mean, I'm just trying to think. What, no. you got, did you, when did you get your first job? Oh, they didn't come out till like February, yeah, did they? I'm just always trying to think, actually. Um, I've got my, let's have a look at my card here. My first job was this year, wasn't it? Was it this year? Yeah, it would have been. They didn't have vaccines this time. Uh, yeah, March. Yeah, March, first one in March. Yeah, three this year. Right. Wow. So you've had three jabs in eight months. Are you happy to do this no, for the, the rest of your life, it. by no, the way? far from it. No, but I, I, but I keep telling you, you know, as as a smoker, I've been through the um, the anti-smoking campaign, all that lot, right? And and I know mm-hmm. it was futile. You know, we lost, okay. And, and the, the, the narrative sort of says, right, smoking is bad for you. Smoking is this. Smoking is that. You know, smoking costs the NHS all this. Smoking affects um, people's. Uh, yeah, but you're still allowed to smoke. No, you're not anymore. And not not anymore, man. I mean, you can go to certain parts of London, right? In the streets, you can't smoke. There's certain. Re- in re- isn't there like? Isn't there like cigar places that you're yeah, still c- legally allowed to smoke? Yeah, cigar places. You could you try before you buy. That's where they get round up. Um, that is true. Gotcha. Right? You try before you buy. Gotcha. I mean, you could. And on stage what? in theatres, no, you're allowed to no. smoke on There's stage. There's only one in place theater. in this country where you can smoke indoors. Uh, it's probably going to be the House That's of right. Commons. Okay. So again, yeah. one rule for them and one rule for us. Okay. And. Mm. Um, <clears throat> Now, and, and like I said, you know, the, the only thing, look, as a, as a responsible hairdresser to, to clients, okay, uh, you just don't know. Because we're not 100% sure, of, there's no such thing as 100% fact of anything, right? At the moment, right, mm-hmm. you could, we can argue the facts of like, is the vaccine real or is it not real, all those kind of things. But I'd rather be on the safer side for my clients' welfare and my families and my and my wife and everything, than actually sort of say, you know what, I, I don't believe I'm going to sort of re, uh, be rebellious because I know I'm not going to win because I, I've mm. been through that with the um, the no smoking because you know I, I will I will argue to to the cows come home like since smoking's been banned, there's been more dementia, more Alzheimer's, more cancers, more obesity, obesity, more bipolar, yeah. more. Uh, more heart more, attacks exactly more cardiac arrest exactly you know yeah. what I mean whereas you're a smoker you're a smoker simple as that so mm. so well you, you look you're very pro-choice yeah. aren't you you know you're you're not somebody that's you know going around you know enforcing uh, people to do things that they don't want to do you just want to be on the side of pro-choice you know whatever you want to do you can mm. do um, I'm very much pro-choice. You know, I'm not. I'm. I, I would like for you not to have your jab because I fundamentally believe that they are just a complete scam. But scams have existed since the dawn of time. But I'm not one someone that's going out there saying you can't go somewhere unless you do something else. Do you mm. know what I mean? If you want to go and get your jab, go for it. You know, I'm pro-choice. But don't tell me that I have to go and get it. You know. Because to me, that's anti-choice. And and all of these liberal lefties, they're the ones that are actually going round telling everyone that, you know, they're liberals. They're supposed to be on the side of, um, you know, liberal values and, you know, kind of pro-choice. But when it comes to vaccines, they're very anti-choice. And you can't have it both ways. No, but this is it, though. This is is how activists works, though, right? And, you know, I witnessed it first then in, in the 80s with the smoking. Right, and um, you know, there's there's do-gooders out there telling you how to live your life, and and I and I've said it before, I've said it before, right? You know, they 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 won that campaign, they're not going to stop, and it just it continues and continues and continues, Aaron. Now, right, you we're going to get the cars being banned. You're going to get anything they don't like. It's going to be banned. You can't say you can't 
you can't say certain words anymore. You've got to accept this. So, I, I, I it, it is pro-choice, right? But unfortunately, the the liberals, the activists, they control, they control the world, mate. Unfortunately, apart from China and Russia and North Korea. Go Salon automates your retail process. We connect you and your client to a distributor online that will fulfill your order and send it direct to your customer. This enables all of our users to earn commission without any extra work. It's that simple. Sign up today, gosalon.uk. My point is the definition. You can't be liberal if you have that attitude of, you know, compelling somebody to do something against their wishes. The first line of the Nuremberg Code, by the way, is about voluntary. You know, the human subject has to volunteer. And this is why I think the government's propaganda campaign over the last year, because, you know, I think we both agree that they can't physically lock down society again and destroy the economy even more because they're not paying people to stay at home. People wouldn't, wouldn't stand for but it. But when the government realised that the power of the media that they can release a story about Omicron, which the WHO have known about since July, by the way, and that's a fact. Um, you know, they all they have to do is release a story that propagates fear, and then people up and down the country have already started cancelling their Christmas uh, parties, their Christmas gatherings, their, you know, all the best laid plans. Me and, me and the wife and the kids, we were supposed to be going to South Africa yes. on Christmas yeah, Day, you know, mate, because we were, we were desperate for a bit of sunshine. But no, obviously all of that's been completely kiboshed, and my missus is obviously, you know, devastated by it, because she was desperate to get a bit of sunshine. Uh, and, you know, like I say, they don't even have to compel you to lock you down anymore, Joe. They can just release a bullshit story in the press. And and when one of the politicians was, was pressed on, out of the 356 cases, because I heard Desmond, Sir Desmond Swain talk about this this morning because he pushed somebody in Parliament. I think it was the Health Secretary. It was either Sajid or, or one of those no marks. He pushed them. He said, out of the 356 cases of Omicron in the UK that we know about, are any of them ill? And yeah, that they obfuscated that response with the usual. Oh well, well you know, they, 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 they kind of avoided you know, all media, all, all media um, interviews, aren't they? The uh, conservatives. Look, the politicians yeah. are. Yeah, yeah, they are. <laughs> well, because the, because they're, they're involved in another scandal, which is the parties at Christmas. You know, you said you said yourself. You know, this time last year. Um, everyone's plans got disrupted, but it wasn't just plans to having a Christmas with your family. It was all those people that are dying in hospital without being able to say goodbye to their relatives and things like that. You know, it's scandalous. And you've got a video of Reese Mogg today laughing about it. You've got politics. So all of this stuff's coming out 12 months later. What? When we all, at the time, we, we thought, hang on, there's something a bit sketchy. Uh, about See, this, this is the you thing, know, rushed... right? This is the thing, right? You know, sorry to interrupt, but this is the thing. Now, we we know that, well, not that we know, but it's it's there. It's all the proof is there, right? That these this government is not fit for purpose. Okay, it's not doing what it's supposed mm. to do. Okay, so why isn't the media? Now, when I say the media, radio stations, televisions newspapers calling out these politicians right to task you know you know if if i was a if i was a manager because the politicians are the ones that are paying them well, it doesn't Joe make Nenet. a difference it doesn't matter right there must be somebody you know who's got who's a seeker of truth and justice right that's that's the whole thing about freedom of press you know, you can't... Yeah, yeah, but they're lazy journalists. They, they can, you know, they're just... They're, they, the editors won't allow these stories to be printed in the press because who is the biggest advertisers in these it, newspapers? It, 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 Government propaganda, okay. Pfizer, okay, okay. AZ, they're the people that are propping up okay. the, the, these the foul internet. newspapers. You've got social media. you got, you know, everywhere... You, you know, you, anywhere there's information, right... Is on hand. Mm. You know, people's got their phones, they've got their laptops, they've got their computer. You know, where's where somebody says they've got they've got source 
source of information. All right. Now, you would have thought, right, there will be protests, won't they? There'd be, there'd be, there will be... There's been protests all summer. No, but, you know, but, you know, like, the, the BBC, no, no, I, like, the BBC I, didn't no, report no, them. No, no, can I, can I say something, right? I told you before, right? It, there was, all these protests, right, were, were, were being diluted by idiots as well. It wasn't just one focus. I don't know how you can say yeah, because, that. Yeah, because, the, the mainstream media, you've just said, right, you've just said... Why aren't they reporting about it? I've just told you the reason why they're not reporting about it because it goes against the narrative and the people that are giving them the money to advertise in their bullshit newspapers and magazines and radio stations are the ones that are pushing all of this nonsense. Yeah, but the thing is, like, look, like, like... There has been protests. There's been, been yeah, protests but all year yeah, but but that they've not yeah, but reported like, on. You've got sort of anti-vaxxers, you've got the, you've got the uh, incident break. They're, they're all doing... There's about five protests within one one protest. You know? They only they only reported about Insulate Britain. And why was that? Yeah. Well, because it's to, pro- it's to promote their climate change well, narrative. Well, this is it. Like, you know, this, so, so the whole thing, right, is all mismatch. You, you know, that's what I'm trying to say, Harry. It's all mishmash. So it's not mishmash. It's clear. No, it's, mishmash. it's not mishmash. It's not because you go to Telegram, like, and this is why we're on Telegram. Nothing gets censored on Telegram, really. Do you know what I mean? You get all three sides of the story on Telegram. You go to Facebook. You go to Twitter. You know, you get fact-checked on anything that mentions uh, COVID. Anything that mentions. Uh, in inflation now, you know. Okay, I, I don't okay, know if okay. This, so you got all these, you got all these um, sources of um, information, right? What have they done about it? Who? Um, the on Telegram, you know, on WhatsApp, or you know, all these, all these um, mediums, right? What, what did? No one's really done anything about it. They, they, they organise protest marches and they go into London. And some of these protest marches have been tens and tens of thousands of people. On, on a, so, on a, I mean, a I'm Saturday, not sure what else they can do. On a Saturday or a Sunday when there's no politicians in, in town. I mean, well, I mean, Joe, there's been like there's been a there's been a protest throughout the summer, like once every four weeks, um, you know, where they were where they were marching outside the BBC. You know, there was loads of that stuff going on. But the tele the, the, the revolution will not be televised. And unfortunately, these people that have the, the levers, the levers of the press and the mainstream media, it is basically connected to the inflation spike because obviously you know it's where it's where the money comes from. The money doesn't come from taxpayers anymore, mate. They just print out of fresh air, and us taxpayers have to pay it through increased prices everywhere. So anyway, we we wanted to set the show up today and talk about scams, right? Didn't we? Because because I was made aware of a fantastic scam on Instagram this morning. Um, and it shows you, I mean, it really helps me evidence my point about, you know, manipulation of the media, manipulation of the radio, manipulation everywhere. Because you've got this deep fake technology now where they can manipulate people's faces and voices to say anything that they want. So if you go to the, the um, Telegram Yeah, I saw that with a Stephen channel. Lowe, isn't it? Stephen Lowe. Yeah, yeah, you'll see a couple of examples that I've put up now of how sophisticated these scams have got. Um, and obviously one of them in, involved Bitcoin as well. And I remember on the last show, um, show 63, uh, Bitcoins versus shitcoins, you know, you was... That was one of your fears about the whole space is that scams are pretty rife, you know, in the yes. whole crypto space. And and that was my fundamental point about being a Bitcoin maxi. It's like, yeah, I understand that. And that's why Bitcoin maximalism exists, because they are all scams apart from Bitcoin and, and the, the reasons. Yeah, why. but Stephen so, Lowe lost a lot of yeah. money on, on Bitcoin. He didn't lose money on um, crows, did he? Well, no, he didn't. But um, but anyway, that's that's kind of by the by. Um, it's like I say, it's just very very interesting to see how sophisticated these scams are now, and that you know people do need to be aware of them because they 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 basically they're just like old fashioned confidence tricks, mate. You know, you everyone remembers getting an email from Nigeria saying that they've got to smuggle the gold out of the country and please give me your bank account details so I can transfer you yeah. the money. I mean. You know, everyone recognised that. That just that was built through email. 
that scam. But there's been scams. Well, that amazing movie, what's it called? Catch yeah. Me If You Can. It was about Frank Abagnale. Yeah. You know, this has been going on since, probably since the dawn of time, mate. Do you know what I mean? Well, uh, and the one common denominator isn't the technology. It's the human right. element. The human element to have the, the wall pulled over their eyes. Well, but one of, one of the... So. I, I had a client of mine, right? He was um, a QS, okay? Um, a, a quantity mm. surveyor. And he made a lot of money in, in the late 50s or 60s. I mean, rest his soul, he's passed away, right? And, um, mm. but, um, but he made an awful lot of money in, in the building industry. In the fact that... Um, right. He, he, he would he would have these non-existent employees on a building site, right? So, you know, what they call a dead man's shoes type of thing. And, um, you know, you, have you heard that sort of saying? You never find a plumber when you need one, you know, you know I mean, on a building site or a literacy with electrician when you need one. Because on the book they existed, but they never did. <laughs> do, you, do you know what I mean? And it was very easy those days to sort of do these scams. So as as technology time evolves, right, the, the, these these doors are shut, but new new ideas, new schemes, new um, confidence tricks are, are born and bred. And I said to you last week, you know, there's a five-year-old today who 10 years' time will be able to hack into a Bitcoins. Do you know what I mean? That, that's, I mean, yeah. I, I know that. I, you know, but you said yourself. Well, yeah, no, but that, that's where... Uh, I have to step in there oh, because the Bitcoin zone they won't. Is so well protected. <laughs> it's, it is so well you protected. Just, wait, no, just admit that. it, right? You just said it, right? They're becoming more and more sophisticated. Yeah, but Joe, but I also added the element. The one common denominator is the human interaction with it. This is why Bitcoin can't be hacked because there is no human element to it. Gonna, the protocol's set in stone. You're going to get this it one mathematical genius, Aaron. It just go completely Joe, rock the world. Yeah, you're spreading fun. I'm not spreading no, fun. I'm just Joe. We're talking about scams. Bitcoin right? has been attacked. We're, just, we're talking about Bitcoin scams. has been attacked every year for twelve years. Oh, look, okay, okay. It's, look, look at this. It's anti-fragile, no, 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 which no, means it get, gets I don't stronger. Get this, I don't want to get this argument, day, right? But like, you, you just said yourself, right? Let's, on TikTok, right? This guy, this um, Stephen Lowe, right? Being completely. Um... Yeah, but there's human element to it. And you're misunderstanding or misinterpreting what I've said. I've said the confidence tricks comes from the human element because Bitcoin is a protocol that's written in code and secured by mathematics. It cannot be hacked because there is no human element to it. I'm talking about the protocol level. I'm not talking about the individual that gets scammed out of sending his money. <laughs> okay well look the whole mining <laughs> protocol is set up so that you would need to control 51% of the entire hash rate of the global computer network so go, go to what you were talking about it, in order to attack bitcoin it would cost you billions and in 10 years time in order to attack bitcoin successfully it probably cost you trillions so tell me what bad actor would have trillions in the bank in order to attack it so how can bitcoin value go up oh here we go false equivalence no 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 no, no, no. false equivalence we're talking technology now mate we're talking actual technology it's all like um you know things becomes easier as as years go on right look look at the phone look at the phone so like in in what 87 it was a ton of bricks it was a brick weren't it that you had to carry like a suitcase right look at today it fits into your back pocket so technology advances Aaron there's no way you can't deny right that technology in 10 years time what Bitcoin is today in 10 years time someone won't be able to hack it I'm just saying, all right? You can't right. deny that. R- remind me, tweet. All right, put that in the diary. Ten years' time, Bitcoin protocol still won't be hacked. Okay, then. So, the, go back to scams. The, ta- to, no, the no, time to, to hack Bitcoin then, right? to... was in 2009 when the network was so, so nascent and so, so young 
that there wasn't enough computer so, power so, on the network. Uh, okay, talking about scams, right? Talking about scams. Yeah. So there have been stories of, of people being scammed out their bitcoins, haven't there? Mm, yeah. Because 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 there's a human element to it and there's there's a whole confidence trick like i just said people have been scammed out their bitcoins because i mean that one of the biggest scams in the space is oh send me send me some bitcoin and i'll send you double back can you imagine how gullible people well, are yeah, that, that actually stupidity. did that you can go on youtube and there's certain videos that have that have these captions put all over them. They're kind of scam videos, and but YouTube are very, very lax in, in dealing with them because generally they're live-streamed. Um, and basically, they'll get a bit of footage of, you know, Vitalik Buterin or, you know, prominent people in the space just talking, and they'll lay over the top, you know, send, to, send five Ethereum to this address and you'll get 10 Ethereum back. You know, so we're talking confidence tricks, much like the Nigerian, you know, email scam, you know, much like the one coin scam, which was 2015. There are loads of confidence tricks, you know, like we're talking Ponzi schemes or we're talking multi-level marketing. You know, there's multi-level marketing uh, scams out there where you basically buy a package and this package guarantees you to get a certain yield interest every day well you said it yourself earlier about bernie madoff you know the people are greedy and people are naturally um, gravitate towards these things because they think it's easy money they think it's a get rich quick scheme and when they get fed the narrative that the value of their investment is going up and up and up and up and up then they're not gonna they're never gonna put they're not gonna sell they're not gonna pull their money out um, until eventually the, sk- the Ponzi scheme yeah, yeah, finishes right. because there's nobody else adding yeah. into the fund. So it's kind of built on, you know, shifting sands, all of these all of these scams. But like I said to you, it's the human element that gets scammed. It's In Bitcoin's case, it's not the actual protocol itself. It can't be changed. You know, when they hack exchanges, that's the equivalent of a bank robbery happening. That isn't Bitcoin being hacked. Oh, listen, listen, That's scammers will get more. The more bank sophisticated. being robbed. Look, look at the um, years gone by, right? Yeah, so like to nick a car, right? You just smash a window, you know, smash a window, right? And and you could jump start a mm. car. Then it became like you know, so like the the old leverage with the coat hanger t- technique, and then you had the um, the remote control. It, yeah, it, I mean, these days, is it is it difficult to to nick a car? I suppose it's, Nick. It's difficult to um, to chop chop a car up, you know, with the with the uh, the frame number, the engine number, all that lot. But what is on the rise mm. is the uh, the catalytic converter. You know, there's that sort of mineral in um, in the catalytic converter. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They steal it, don't they? And then they take it to a reclamation yeah, that places. That is worth more um, than the actual car itself, apparently. Like, you know, you know, with this mineral, right? So that that is on the rise because it actually happened to us. Um, and my wife's Mercedes got, um, yeah, we were driving on the motorway, right? Mm. The, un- the, uh, the, um, the under, the, the, uh, the under panel, the, the, the panel, right? Just mm. the, the under panel, yeah, just, just came, came scrapping on ground. And, um, whoa, what happened? So we, we've got the, um, the green flag guy, Kevin, because, Matt, you've been, you've been, um, thingy. They, 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 they mm. took your, com- not your catalytic converter, but that's that mineral they took in the uh, catalytic converter. Mm, yeah for sure yeah no it's listen there's loads of scams out there and and this is why um you know you've just got to be on guard i I heard of one my my niece who works for um who works for a bank she told me of one amazing scam where somebody had their email hacked it wasn't somebody it was a solicitor solicitor had their email hacked uh the the hackers have got into the email and had a a conversation with um because basically this was a property uh, solicitor so they were organizing the deposit um, for someone buying a house so the hacker got into the email account sent an email to somebody um, f- to ask them to send them the deposit for this house this deposit happened to be a hundred and thirty thousand pounds Joe Memmi wow. the person got the email sent them the money from the bank account now the bank in question have turned around and said, well, we're not liable for this £130,000 loss because you've basically just sent it to somebody. That all come through because a guy's email got hacked. 
Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And that person's now lost 130 grand because they didn't do their due diligence. They didn't think, oh, I better ring them up just to make sure. But can you do due diligence? It was was trust. Of course you can. You phone them up and you say, oh, I'm about to transfer this money through. You know, I just wanted to make sure. Yeah. Or, I mean, for me, I mean, I used to work in in fraud department at credit cards, you know, back in the 90s. So I'm kind of aware of um, quite So, how much reward did you get for every card that you uh, reported? Did you get 50 quid? Nothing, nothing. (laughs) We was, we was, we was paid pittance. That's why I left, that's why I left to become a hairdresser, to be paid even less. (laughs) Yeah, I was saying. You know. But um, but no, at the time, at the time, you have to read between the lines, and and the giveaways are things like, well, hang on, this person that sent me an email might have not used the same language that I'm used to from my solicitor. Do you know what I mean? It could be a, a red flag indicator like that. So, you know, you've got these multi-level marketing schemes which are kind of legal, but they're not. They're a scam. Uh, a marketing strategy in which the sales force is compensated, not only for sales they generate, but also for the sales of other people that they recruit. Was was Avon? You know, it's, it's, it's a network marketing yeah. thing. It's pyramid was, selling. Was Avon? Uh, Avon. A- well, no, Avon's not. No, because that, they're selling yeah. products. You know, they're actually selling a physical right, thing. Right, door to door, yeah. Um, you know, a Ponzi scheme is something where... Let me just give you the de- definition. So a Ponzi scheme is a fraudulent investing scam promising high rates of return with little risk to investors. A Ponzi scheme is a fraudulent investing scam which generates returns for early in- investors with money taken from later investors. This is similar to a pyramid scheme in that both are based on using new investors funds to pay the earlier backers. Well, multi-level marketing is one level different to that because generally it will involve selling an actual physical product. So they get around the law by saying, well, we haven't scammed you because we sold you this thing to go alongside the unrealistic yields or gains interest rates um, that they offer. So there's a lot of these things in in crypto as well. You might have seen some of them, Joe. They're called staking. Some of them are called yield farms as well, which basically ask you to lock up your money, your collateral, and they will pay you a percentage rate of return based on how long you lock it up for and how long uh, and how much you lock up. Well, when they're paying you that yield in a shitcoin that they invented out of fresh air, they're essentially paying you nothing. Do you understand? Because they've created that shitcoin out of fresh air, and that's what they're paying your yield in. I, I, I suppose, look, yeah, yeah, because it, it, greed, you know, is one of the deadliest sins, right? Um, it, mm. there, there will always be these tricksters, fraudsters, opportunists, yeah, you because know, it's it's a human human desire to have that sort of like get rich quick schemes, isn't it? Really. Mm. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's why I'm saying it doesn't matter what level of society you're at, whether you're in crypto, you're not in crypto. You've got to do your certain level of like due diligence on everything, especially, especially when you're sending somebody money. Yeah, these days. You know, with great, yeah, no, with great, and, and Bitcoin is about being your own bank as well. So you can't phone up somebody and say, oh, I've sent my do, Bitcoin do, to the There is no customer service. Bitcoin omics because you know I well, think I think you should be you should be start getting paid in Bitcoin because you know <laughs> well the thing is I am trying to do I like I'm trying to be one of these trusted third parties which you know is a security hole you've got to trust me to some kind yeah, of level but, you know I, in order to take what I'm saying as you know kind of red but Bitcoin encourages you to trust no one. And when I grew up, Joe, you you remember what my favourite TV show was when I grew Jimmy up? Jimmy Savile. <laughs> Jim would fix it, wouldn't it? <laughs> no, it was this one. X-Files, never saw it. Never saw it. Never X-Files. saw it. That was such a great... It was such a fantastic... Um, it was only, it was only television. A young, it wasn't impressionable. real. It wasn't real. It doesn't matter. It's art, and uh, you know, art really re- art reveals a lot of secrets. 
Do you know what I mean? And and I always thought X Files, yeah, it was about aliens and it was about this. But the undermine, the, like the fundamental message of X Files was trust no one. My message to you is. You can trust Bitcoin because well, there's no, no humans no, does it involved sense, in it. No, 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 there's no humans well, no, involved no, 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 in it. Well, Let me finish it, my though, point. Like, you, know, you ever see the film Matrix, mate? Matrix. Yeah, there no, you I go. haven't. <laughs> right, you know. What's well, that about? Well, good question. It's such a very deep, deep sort. Like, how do I sort of say it in one word? Right, you know. It's, it's we're all in a simulation. Yeah. And everything's pre-programmed and predetermined to happen, whether no, you like you know, it or not. And you want to break free. I want to be free. You know what I mean? So no, I, listen. I. It's not a case of don't trust. You know, you cannot live in a world where you don't trust anyone, right? You, you know, I think I think it would be so. No, you trust your parents. Well, yeah. Right. Listen, well, you, you trust your flesh you, and blood. You, you you should trust everybody, right? I, I don't. I know as hairdressers. Okay, you know we 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 have a certain skills. Okay, that we don't judge people until they do us harm. You know, they, if they don't like me, they don't like me. Doesn't mean I don't dislike them. Do you know? Do you know what I mean? That type of thing. So it it, it doesn't um, it, it it doesn't come into my um, into my makeup. That where I don't, I, I live in a world of um, fear of 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 or uh, not being able to sort. Of go out and, and, and enjoy the company of people, things like that. You know, yes, when it comes to your you know, your money and how you handle your money, yeah, you've got to be, you've got to do your due diligence. I, I totally agree with that. But I think you've got to live... You... Yeah, it's like rich rich dad, poor dad, though, as well, isn't it? You know, you get taught these these basic fundamentals by yeah, your parents. I, you know, you're not going to get ta- taught this by the no, state. Exactly. Listen, I mean, it, look, my dad gave me some great advice, and you know, which I mentioned before. Yeah, I I got six brothers, five brothers, sis, uh, brothers, and four sisters. Then they, they did they listen to? It? I don't know, but I certainly did listen to my dad. Yeah, well, what remind us what that advice you know, the was? The you put money in the bank is not yours. That's right. right. You know, and my dad told me yeah. this, but I got my first wage packet in, in 1976. Mm. I saw like... You get given an IOU <laughs> yeah, token, yeah. which you yeah. hope, with the bank's permission, yeah. they will give and, you and, back. Well, they know that, right? But you said it yourself, like, you know, the, the other day, uh, you, know, you know, so why do you want to take that money out? You know, you could put it in, no problem. Or if it's over £10,000, where'd you get that money from? You know, do you know what I mean? Mm. So yeah, you start being yeah. interrogated well, for it. Fuck yeah, off, totally. man! You know. I'd... Yeah, there's this there's this thing in America as well. I think it's probably the same in this country as well because obviously we've got similar kind of values. It's called civil forfeiture. Civil forfeiture. And um, yeah, and I, I saw a tweet about it last night where there was this. I can't remember what what state it was in, but it was essentially a government branch of police had seized $100,000 in cash at the airport. Okay. Now, they basically just take the money. The guy didn't get arrested. No one got arrested for carrying this money through. But now, because the state is allowed to take that money, the guy has to prove that it wasn't gained through ill-gotten gains. Yeah. So, tell me that isn't legalized theft. Of course it is. I mean, board, well, why do you think border controls? Why do you think customs are all set up like that? Weren't it to stop people? But the point, yeah, the, yeah. But my my fundamental point is, if that dude had Bitcoin, he wouldn't. He would still have maybe his hundred thousand dollars. Maybe he wouldn't well, have to prove it well, to anybody. Maybe he did. Maybe he did it. But like you know, obviously, like I said, yeah, you know, it. Yeah, with the idea that he could have the cash right, go and buy something with the Bitcoin, right? He has to, you have to give to somebody, right? So he has to send to somebody. Whereas, you know, cash, you can just spread it out left, right and centre, can't you? Sp- cash is much easier to spend. I don't, hang on, what are you talking I'm about? I'm just saying. No, I'm talking about secure, I'm talking about securing his $100,000. I mean, why, well, he could have, he could have used that $100,000. $100,000 to go through um, airport. That's his right to have a hundred thousand dollars. His privacy. Why? Why, why did he have? What? what yeah, if, yeah, but what? Why has he got an answer to I'm you? Saying, but I say he probably had reasons, right, that he wanted to take that money somewhere where it was going, right, to spend it or to put it somewhere. Yeah, he might be. Yeah, he might have been going to spend yeah, it. Exactly. He might be going to retire. If, if, well, whatever. No, no, you're not going to retire hundred forty thousand pounds, right? Dollars. 
No, but my point is, Joe, my point is, whose right is it to take that $100,000 off him? Listen, it's, it's um, I mean, I, I agree with you. It's, it's no one's rights. Do you know what I mean? But, like, obviously, he, he saw, like, think that he can get away with it, then, you know. So is that not a scam? Is that not a confidence well, trick? The government is the biggest scam. By the government. Is. Civil for, forfeiture. So this is what I'm saying. So, you know, we have lived in 18 months of the biggest scam, I think, uh, in human history, certainly in living memory. Um, and now, what punishment are those the powers that be going to get? You know, Boris Johnson. Do you think he should resign over this whole? Well, let's put this way: he shouldn't win the next election. I mean, the thing is, right? It's it's not a question of him resigning. Right. But, but do you think he should go to jail? Well, it, it's, it's, do you think he should be fined? It should be. It should be. It should be thrown the book. At, the book should be thrown at him, right? For um, for for ashes or like uh, misrepresentation. He's meant to be a politician, not a not a muppet, right? It's, it's be... supposed to be a leader, exactly. You know, but he's he's not leading by example, no. is no. he? It's it's this. He's he's leading like a dictator. Yeah, the, the like responsibility a, you know, of this country, tyrannical right? Or authoritarian. He's not the country. Uh, the responsibility of the government, right, is to to serve and to protect, and to provide. Okay, so what they've done, they have they protected us from. This disease from uh, virus no. terrorism, no, no. scams of, of any sort. Have they, have they made our lives any better? No, it's, made, it made, it's actually no. made it worse. You know, mental health is on the rise for a start. Mm. You, you know, so uh, and they've destroyed the economy. Uh, they've destroyed local business of five million people over the last eighteen months. I, I think local business um, come down. Yeah, it's, it's more and more councils. I think with their bureaucratic. Um... Remember back in June. Let me cast your mind back. Remember when we were supposed to open up in May, and they said, "No, we're going to push it back to June the nineteenth because yeah. we're not sure." You know, this virus, and you know, not enough people being vaccinated and stuff, and. And then June the 19th came. They're like, we're just not quite sure. We're going to push it back to the middle of July um, to open up, to allow people to get back to normal. Yeah. So uh, what part of confidence tricks isn't coercement and vice versa? What part of coercement isn't a confidence trick? Now, listen, I, I, mean, I, I am as staggered as you are about this... Um... So, 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 is it fair to say confidence in the powers that be? No, is probably at an all-time Completely. low. I mean, I mean, Labour apparently Labour's taking the lead. So therefore, the guys got to resign. The whole cabinet <laughs> really should resign, shouldn't well, they? Well, everyone should that attended they, that party, every single person that went to Downing Street that night, should, be, yeah. should fall on their sword right. and should should That's resign. Right. And the Queen should step in as well. You know, if the Queen actually. Um, you know, if the Queen actually wants to get brownie points, she should be stepping in now. But she's silent as well. No, I love it. So I wonder, I wonder how long until we uh, we become the the uh, the People's Republic of the uh, the United Kingdom or People's Republic of of uh, Great Britain? Because if the Queen doesn't take this opportunity to hold the politicians to task, then the entire structure. Of power in this country is finished. It's over. Well, I, I, I think that's that's the that's the Western's um, that's that's a theory, isn't it? Like you know, the, the West haven't got that power anymore to be. Um, oh, what's that word? To be, to to actually saw like police policies anymore. They 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 just completely lost their way, haven't they? Completely. Hmm. Anyway, should we move on then, mate? It feels like it's come to a bit of a natural, natural conclusion, this bit. So I just want to do a quick um, update, uh, really, mate. So um, go salon. Uh, I've been a bit quiet about that just recently because obviously, you know, we are in the month of December. Uh, but I do have to give a shout out to Christoph K. He is breaking all kinds of records using the Go Salon network at the moment, mate. He has facilitated over a thousand pounds worth of transactions 
in the in the last thirty days, really, uh, thirty using days. Go Salah on his own, on his own, and he's a freelance hairdresser, mate. Well, how many you know classes does he do so, a day? I don't know, but he's he's basically recommending products to them every day. You know, things such as I mean, some of the stuff on his list is like Olaplex uh, and Nioxin. You know, so he's talking like high ticket items, which he's recommending to his customers and. Yeah, he's getting results. So well done, Fantastic. Christoph. Coronado as well. They're um, they're selling lots of electricals using it as well. And I've got to give a shout out to the Creative Hub guys as well because they're now fully on the network and they're um, they're up and running, which is great. But I do have some news, uh, which I want to um, which I want to uh, put out there because it went out on the blog post that I wrote to all the Go Salon subscribers the other day. Uh, I've had a verbal agreement with the first distributor. Oh, fantastic. Um, yeah, so we've got our first distributor coming onto the network. And um, they distribute amazing products. Things, you know, the top luxury brands from Aveda, Kerastars, Olaplex, Moroccan Oil. So, yeah, hopefully this is the first distributor or the second distributor, technically, we've kind of got on board. But the reason why this is exciting for me, Joe, is because, you know, once we build up a competition between distributors, they will be able to give the hairdressers on the network much better commissions, much better rate of commission for retailing their products for them than what Amazon give, for example. So it's this level of competition which is going to keep the network not only honest but always going forwards and always growing. Uh, have you, Do you reached know what I mean? out to uh, Robert in um, Alfred in Scotland about Go Salon? Well, no, I mean, Robert, if you're listening, um, go to the website gosalon.uk, type your email and your business name into there. And I can get you. I can get you put onto the network. No problem. It will start a chain of events. You'll get a couple of emails back. You know, obviously GDPR and all that. You got to confirm that you signed up to the website and you know, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, but yeah, the funnel starts by visiting gosalon.uk. So if you are out there listening to this, you're a hairdresser. You work in a salon. You're a freelancer. You work from home. It doesn't matter where you work. Go Salon enables you. It puts 10,000 retail products in your pocket that you can recommend. And your customer will buy them from you and you will get a commission back. And you don't have to buy the products up front. That's the genius part about it. You don't have to buy what you don't use. So, yeah, get a boost this Christmas and, uh, yeah, sign up for Go Salon. Bravo, well done. Yeah, so very excited about that, mate. Um, so then, all it leaves us to do, mate, and I forgot about doing the... I was supposed to get a um, a jingle, weren't I, for Under the Bus, um, but I haven't got around to doing that yet, um, but I will do. I will I will create an Under the Bus jingle, but I, a little birdie tells me that you've got an Under the Bus this week, so I'm going to hand it over well, to you. Well, I've got you. two, really. I don't know which one to throw under big time. I'm going to give a quick under the bus to the delivery driver of the Halo Infinity video game that was supposed to be out today. <laughs> I was so looking forward okay. to it, right? You know, when when I um, I walked the dogs, went over to my video um, shop, M1 Games, and I go, mate, come and have the uh, video game. Looking for to play. He goes, he goes, sorry, mate, the, um, the delivery's um, delayed. I said, what do you mean? I said, delayed. He's not coming till five o'clock. So, boo-hoo to him. I was really upset. But I've got to go, right? No service for you. Uh, Arteta. <laughs> I'll give him a yeah. douchebag. I've got to go to Mikel go. Arteta. Right? Go on then, mate. Well, you know who he is, right? He's the Arsenal manager. manager for those now, that don't, don't and, know. And, and what team does Joe Mehmet support? Arsenal. And wish Tim Aaron follows. Of course. Arsenal. Yeah, now, I'm, a, I'm a gooner too. I've got to sort of say, right, we, we all gave him the benefit of the doubt when he first started the, um, his career at Arsenal. Because uh, it was a rookie, it was an apprentice, it was uh, a novice, wh- whatever you call it. Now, if you... It was his first job, yeah, it was wasn't it? First his first managerial job. Exactly. Job. So, 
Well, wasn't even wasn't even big job. It was his first Steve. job because he was an assistant, wasn't he, to Pep Guardiola at City? Okay, right? so so here you are, right? You know, you've got your and the great thing about the Arsenal Football Club, historically speaking, is always had a fantastic infrastructure. You know, forget forget what Renger did or what Renger didn't do, right? Renger came in, he had a fantastic infrastructure, and he just improved it to a degree or whatever. So, any manager that worked at Arsenal always had the infrastructure to to um, to support it, support his um, philosophies. Now, after two years in this role, do you would you still call him a rookie, a novice, his first job? What would you call him? I don't know. Somebody who qualifies for being a hairdresser and they've been on a on the floor for two years, would they still be considered a, a rookie or an apprentice no. stylist? I mean, I, I like I was said, you know, if you, if you gave a hairdresser fifty clients, and that fifty clients, right, don't get a return of ten percent, right? He's no good. Simple as that, right? Yeah, no, but would you? Well, whatever, whatever right? Would you class someone that's been on the floor for two yeah. years an apprentice? No. You call him an experienced hairdresser, wouldn't you? Okay. Right. Good. So here, so by that by that definition, Arteta's now an, now a, and a proper experienced bona fide football football That's manager. Right. You know, he's got all the bet. So why does he keep why does he keep making beginners' mistakes? Because he's like learning. Because uh, you know, as hairdressers, we always learn from our mistakes. You don't make. Yeah, you, you don't improve by saying, oh, he's wonderful, he's wonderful. You, you improve him by making mistakes. And then you avoid not making mistakes, but you're still pushing the boundaries, aren't you? You're still going on to the next, mm. it's all like technique. Or, you know, I'm not a technical hairdresser at all. Uh, you, you know, I can't talk angles and things like that. So but I was always pushing the, my boundaries. And, and I've got to find what Arteta is a loser. Um... Uh, by definition, in the fact that he hasn't learned anything as in his two-year tenure, tenure as an Arsenal manager, they're still making the same mistakes, the same schoolboy errors. And, and the great thing about him is that when you hear him talk, like you were saying about the politicians, he's fantastic. He's a fantastic um, PR frontman. But when he actually does his job, is incapable of doing his job properly, really. So again, you know what you were talking about earlier today in the show with the politicians, it fits the narrative. So my under the bus is Mikel Arteta, because he is scamming us. He is a fraud. He's a fake, and he needs to go. Uh, earlier, I think before we came on the show, you was talking about the scandal that's now come out about, um, you know, there all the politicians yesterday are patting themselves on the back that they managed to get fifteen thousand people out of As- Afghanistan during the withdrawal. Yeah. They're all patting themselves on the back. Well, here's a great stat: in 1945, when they had to evacuate so many people from the beaches, in nine days they got three hundred and thirty-eight thousand troops oh, was Dunkirk, Dunkirk, out of France. Dunkirk. Yo, Dunkirk, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. Fantastic story. Three hundred and forty thousand people in nine days. Now that's success. Not fifteen thousand people over that? about two and months. Who's responsible for that? Well, probably Winston that's right. Churchill. Who'd, who obviously, the liberals? Who the woke is? Well, obviously, obviously, you know, if if you if the leader has to take the blame for things that go wrong, then the leader has to get the praise for things that go right. And you know, we praised Arteta, you know, for winning the FA Cup in his first season. Amazing, amazing, amazing. But there's, like I say, I think for the football club, it's different to politicians because politicians have they've got this short term attitude where they would do and say whatever they can to protect themselves in the short term. Whereas I think with Arsenal, it's probably something different. They're probably looking for this long-term thing and, and investing money into you know an apprentice such as Mikel Arteta. It's a long-term solution. And when we talk about, just to circle it all the way back to hairdressing salons, you know, you want to invest in your apprentices coming Oh, definitely. Through, I agree. You? Look, you, for hopefully I, I for agree, the long the, term. The unfortunate so, thing is, and you know, as a trader yourself, right, you know, the, how trading is... It's changed in the last twenty years, right? You've got high frequency trading now, right? To you, you yeah. know, 
Yeah, you've got yeah. robots. Yeah, you've got and, robots. And football, it's made, made things football, very right, difficult. It's a business now. You know, you have to hit, the, you have to hit it running, Aaron. You, you know, you mm. can't, you can't yeah, just... Sure. Even salons now. I mean, I was, you know, t- just talking about hairdressing now, right? I was, you know, we were walking up the road the other day, me and my wife. And as an ex-boss, you know, John Collard, I could tell you, Andrew, some of your friends who are all got salon owners, right? They can all tell you, mm. right? What, how much a square foot is we discussed it ourselves in the business plan we did many years ago well how much is how much each square foot of a salon should be uh, generate generate right yeah and you see yeah. salons empty aaron all right they get their moments where they're mm. busy but there's periods when they're empty and when you mm. when you catch it when you're chasing money you're never going to win so i'm mm. i'm staggered to understand how these salons are surviving i wish someone could tell me how they, they how they're managing this right now is it free loans well don't forget well don't forget you know furlough and all that only ended september. um was it october end of september, october yeah. or september end of september so you know this really has been the first quarter they've been able to trade you know unsubsidized should we yeah. say so, you know, how long will it take? I mean, you tell me, how long does it take for a salon that's kind of, you know, generating losses? Like, how long is that well, sustainable we, 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 we talked about it before in the first lockdown, right? And you've got to have enough cash flow for six months rent. Right, okay. So say they've, they've spent their furlough money wisely and they've hoarded it and they've not spent it on you know making yeah. ridiculous social distance changes to the salon and they've spent it all so you what you're saying is 6 months and furlough so from march are we going to see an influx of salons closing then do you think well there was a big influx towards um, the end of this year wasn't there we saw a lot of salons closing down well we read anyway with these stats yeah but we're in we're at christmas though right and this is notoriously the busiest spell yes. of a, of any salon um, but what's happening now because of Omicron is the government are not going to enforce lockdowns, but people are essentially going to cancel all their plans and all their parties and go into the theatre and go into shows and go into gigs because of the fear That's right. factor. Oh, yes. So so there's not going to be many salons that... Well, the events, right? I mean, exactly. I... I well, I, I, hope, I hope they do survive the next six months, obviously, because obviously we understand how much uh, joy... And uh, feel good factor that salons and having your hair done like brings to the local economy, you know. Mm. So fingers crossed. Look, I'm conscious we're gonna have to um have to yes, like, right, uh, wrap the show up <laughs> because I've got stuff to do. I do want to make one more fundamental point, Joe Bemmett. Go ahead. If a lockdown occurs, yep. will you listen to it? Will you comply? <sighs> Well, well, I, like I, I was quite happy to break the rules um, before, and I've been quite happy to break sure. the rules again. Sure, in order to put food on the table, right? Yes, that's right. Absolutely. So I'm, I'm with you. If they even attempt to bring in more draconian measures, I'm going to be defiant, and I won't be obedient to any of them because, like I say, the government have lost all, co- all of my faith, all of my confidence, and luckily, I think slowly this scandal will. We'll out them all. And I think many people will lose confidence and faith in what they're saying now. Uh, I hope that to be the case. Uh, However, what could help you if you're a freelancer like me is there's a great resource. And there's a website called andagainstvaccinepassports.com. Now, whatever you think about jabs or no jabs or anti-vaxxers or vaxxers or whatever you think about it, it's a free directory. So if you want to try and accumulate some of that anti-vaxxer, anti-lockdown community, they're all using this fantastic resource. I um, put my my listing up there um, because obviously I'm against vaccine passports. I'm, I'm against any anything that would compel you to do something against your wishes. So vaccine passports I do see as a very dangerous road to go down because let's face it Joe Mehmet me you and Lee Stafford had this conversation back in April when I fundamentally said to you as if a vaccine passport is going to keep you safe from a naturally occurring virus and you two went all in on it you went yeah no it is you know a vaccine passport we've all got to get jabbed to get the economy open 
So I'm going to remind you of that conversation. And next time I see Lee, I'm going to remind him of that conversation as well. Six months, you you both ganged up on me and ridiculed me. Well, look where the jabs have got us. Look where the vaccine passports were. Eight months later, and everyone wants to lock down again. Do you know what I mean? So, it's so would, you, would, you, would you call yourself the, a dynamo genius, a blaze genius, a tempo genius, the still genius? What would you? I, you know, there's new. I, I don't know. Geniuses. What are you talking about? What are you talking no, about? I, I, I would, I we'll no do, in our next show, there's a new, there's a new terminology. Because my wife actually said to me today, right? She says she's been classified as a blaze genius. I go, what? <laughs> Apparently, a blaze genius is someone who. Um, sorry, just give me two seconds. Someone who's who are leaders. A blaze genius are known as leaders. People like no, Alfred mate. Winfrey, I, I've just Bill got a fantastic Clinton. bullshit radar. <laughs> Go ahead. You know, I, I, you know, you forget. I'm an analyst. I, I come from a mathematical background. You know, yeah. I, I use, never I use, wrong, are you? I use, I use logic. I just use logic. Common sense, mate. It's common sense. You always right. It's common sense, mate. I just like I say. I just try and like visualize things okay who said this then who said this all right who said this everybody's a genius but if you judge a fish by his ability to climb a tree albert einstein that's right he will live his whole life believing that he's stupid he was stupid absolutely (laughs) yeah guess who said this everyone's got a plan until they get punched in the face aaron dawn no mike tyson mike tyson (laughs) we need to punch this government in the face Anyway, on that note, uh, find Joe, Joe H on Twitter if you want to see some, you know, rants. If you want to see a grown man cry. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, you can join the Telegram group. It's a fantastic resource. All of the stuff, none of it gets censored. We put a lot of the content we talk about in the show onto Telegram. So download that app. Uh, search Salonomics um, if you want to make retail easy go salon.uk if you want to follow me I'm on Twitter I'm on all the socials as Aaron Dawn here over and out Joe Mehmet thank you for your courage <laughs>